0: All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining me on our monthly mindset class. And this month is all about organizing. I'm so excited to talk about this because this is one of my favorite topics. It's something that I literally could spend all day talking about and all day just organizing my home. So this is a fun one. And then next month, I wanted to briefly mention what our next month topic is going to be and it's going to be all about healing your body because recently as many of you know because i posted on on facebook about how i got my breast implants removed and i really wanted to take the month of may to focus on healing our bodies because it's something that has been on my mind a lot and i know a lot of you are also in on this journey of healing our bodies as we work on our diet and our our overall holistic health, right? We're all about holistic health, not just about our diet and what we eat, but we're also, that's why we do this mindset call every month so that we can focus on our minds and being mentally well. So tonight is all about organization. It's one of my specialties. It's something that I would say that I'm naturally good at, (laughs) but also something I often promote because of the incredible benefits it can have on the brain. Having things neat and orderly is extremely important to me, but my kids don't always love it. <laughs> I try to impress upon them the benefits of a clean room and a made-up bed, but they just think I'm like this crazy perfectionist. I I tried for years to get my oldest daughter to make her bed every day, and she'd always say, why mom? Nobody's even going to see it. I'd be so offended that she actually thought I wanted her to make her bed for other people. Okay, really? Like, it was just about me, okay? (laughs) I wanted her to do it for me. But of course, I was also hoping that she'd experience the same sense of satisfaction that I get whenever I walk by her room and it's all neat and tidy. And yeah, it has everything to do with me. (laughs) But really, I recognized early on in my life the positive effects that a clean and organized space had on my brain. So it's something that has always been a huge priority for me. There's nothing better than coming down to a clean kitchen first thing in the morning or climbing into my neatly made up bed at night. Oh, it's the best for me. (laughs) I do it for my brain. I used to think it was just a personality thing I know, like, I know that messes don't necessarily bother everyone, but I've come to learn that clutter and disorganization can have plenty of negative effects on all people. It's not just me. Some may not even realize that all the, the stress, the overwhelm and the fatigue that they often feel could be directly related to chaos and clutter. So it's not just a personality type thing. It's a human thing. So some of the benefits of being organized are less stress, improved focus, increased productivity, saves time and money, of course. Last month, we talked about creativity. And a few months back, we talked about simplifying. And then before that, we talked about the all or nothing mentality. This month, we're going to be tying it all together with organization. Because creativity needs focus and your brain needs to be free of distractions in order to focus. And organization allows your brain to focus on what's necessary instead of constantly being pulled in a million different directions. And then, of course, working on your all or nothing mentality can allow you to make incremental progress over a long period of time. So an organized life starts with the mind. So before we jump into tackling our homes, we got to first start with the mind. An organized mind is your lead domino. It's what sets things in motion. Everything in your external environment is a reflection of what's going on in here, your internal environment. So let's clean it up, shall we? You guys ever watch the show Hoarders? Well, those are some pretty extreme cases, but it really demonstrates how things can get out of hand when a person doesn't know how to let go of things. And I know We all can relate to this on some degree, Uh, letting go of things, whether it be letting go of things in our minds or letting go of actual possessions. It is hard for all of us. So don't feel bad if you have piles of things that you just are having a hard time getting rid of, because I definitely can relate. Uh, You all know that we've spent almost an entire month or five weeks total last summer uh, moving out of our home of 15 years. And it was so Emotionally exhausting because of having to make all of those decisions on what to get rid of. So I definitely can relate to having a hard time getting rid of things. It's that's why we're going to be talking about this and how we can work on that. So uh, many of us, though, are hoarders in our minds, hoarding thoughts and stories of the past, struggling to let go of what that person did or said to you piles and piles of expired beliefs, dusty old relationships that no longer serve you. One of the hardest parts about organizing is knowing where to start. Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Going into your garage and like, uh, I'll get to that later (laughs) because it's just so overwhelming. You just don't even know where to begin. I definitely know how that feels when you walk into one of those areas that you've really neglected for a year or two, you know, the basement, the closet, the shed, (laughs) we all have those spaces, right? Where everything ends up, we collect those things. So uh, first let's break it up into sections, okay? So if your brain was your house, how many rooms are there? Maybe you have a room where you put all of your memories, the good and the bad, or a room where you've stacked all your judgments. Maybe you go downstairs and you have all of your goals and your dreams that are just piling up and collecting dust in the back shed. You've stored up all of your beliefs and it's piles and piles of boxes that you have yet to unpack. So let's pick one of these rooms to focus on. Maybe this month you want to go through all of your beliefs. Um, Or clean up your memories or start sifting through those goals to see which ones you'd like to set in motion. Let's talk about goals and dreams for a minute. I'm sure you all have heaps of them collecting dust somewhere. You've put them in storage because time is always the issue, right? Or you've lost some belief in yourself because you've failed so many times. I definitely can relate to that. I believe really that we all come here with a specific set of goals and desires, uh, things we'd like to learn, experience, and accomplish in our lifetime, but sometimes we get a little too overzealous and we try to do too much all at one time. At least that was my experience when I first became an adult. I was just so eager to have a career, get married, have kids, and just do it all immediately. I had a hard time taking incremental steps and putting things on hold or just being patient with the process. I like to think of it like, imagine all of the food you will ever eat in your lifetime. Like you have it all in front of you. And wouldn't that be crazy to be able to see all of that food in your lifetime, how much you eat in a lifetime. But what if you tried to eat it all in a year or even five years? just wouldn't be very enjoyable. Enjoying the pursuit one day at a time is like enjoying your food one bite at a time. So when Sean and I first got married, we started having kids right away and I had big dreams of how I'd raise them. I envisioned homeschooling, a perfectly clean home all the time, of garden fresh meals every day, And of course, our days would be filled with creativity, exploring, learning, and lots of reading and just field trips and art and all of that. But, you know, I'm sure you can imagine it didn't really go that way. (laughs) But many a times I attempted to just do it all and uh, do it all at one time seriously, like all at one time. I was constantly trying to construct this perfect blueprint because I really thought it was possible. I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. And people always say like, you know, like slow down and all of that kind of stuff. And I was just like, no, 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 not me. I'm going to figure out the blueprint and I'm going to teach other women how to do the same. So um, I thought I could do it and I was constantly attempting it. And each time I did, I fell flat on my face. But then Every time I did fall flat on my face, I unfortunately made it mean things like, oh, I'm just not capable. I'm, I just don't have what it takes. Or maybe it's just not meant to be. That was always my thing. Like, oh, maybe it's just not meant to be, you know, and I just couldn't make it all happen the way I envisioned it. It took me a while to learn how to pace myself, how to prioritize and just calm my ass down. (laughs) That's something that Sean would say to me calm your ass down. Okay. <laughs> Cause I get a little too excited about things, but I, I was just in such a rush to have it all now, which really kept me from fully enjoying my life. I had to learn to embrace the seasons and the season of motherhood was the season that I was in. Well, and I, that I'm still in, but I was in a different season than because I was having babies, I had toddlers and little ones all the time. So I'm still in the season of motherhood, but it's a whole new season of motherhood. It's always changing, right? Those seasons. Seasons is really something that I have really come to embrace and understanding the seasons of life and syncing up with the seasons of nature has really helped me understand how to relax and go with the flow. I had to had to learn how to let go of some of my ambitions in order to fully enjoy the season of motherhood. And that was really hard for me. And it still is at times, I'm, I'm constantly having to remind myself, like what my priorities are and keep that straight, you know, because I'm like, always trying to like, go a little too fast. But you know, I get so anxious to accelerate my business. And I'm always having to just tell myself, like, wait, there's always a price to pay, right? And so I have to always be aware of what is the price that I'm willing to pay. And I know that I am not willing to pay the price of time for my kids with my kids and to be available for my kids while they're still here living in our home. So uh, one of my favorite, I I love uh, reading about Stoic philosophy, and Marcus Aurelius has a really great quote about this. He says, if you seek tranquility, do less, or more accurately, do what's essential, which brings a double satisfaction to do less better, because most of what we say and do is not essential. If you can eliminate it, you'll have more time and more tranquility. Ask yourself at every moment, is this necessary? Keep that in your mind, you guys. Just keep thinking that those three words this is this necessary? I think that's such a good thing to keep in mind every day when you're going about your day because if if you are like me, you'll you feel at the end of the day like, ha gosh, I can't believe the day is already over. like it it just feels like they go by so fast, right? And if we can be so constantly aware, more aware of where we're spending our time, then I think we can be a lot more. It's not necessarily about um, doing a lot of things, which I definitely that's that was my mentality like ten years ago. Is like it's all about how many things you can do in one day, but it's more about just being most, the most efficient with your days, you know, what is it that you truly want in your life right now? And are you utilizing every minute of your day in pursuit of that? Not, not, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to get confused with like this over ambition because I do have a tendency to do that. It's not what I'm trying to say. It's really about just being mindful of where all your time is going each day because, We put off so many of the essential things because we're, you know, maybe spending a little too much time scrolling Facebook or, you know, just little things that are just not really essential. So, keeping that question in mind, I think is really, really powerful. Is this necessary? Is this essential right now? Do what is essential. All right. So, you may be feeling overwhelmed with the amount of things in your life that need an overhaul, but let's all just take a moment and relax. Take a deep breath. Having a perfectly organized home is not the goal and at at all times, okay? So, I mean, you can have an organized home, but to have everything perfect at all times is not the goal. And having a perfectly organized mind is also not the goal because those things are impossible to obtain. The goal is consistent progress as well as knowing when it's time to set something aside for now, for now, doesn't mean you have to like put everything on the back burner and never get to do the things that you really want to do in your life. But some things can be set aside for now for a season. And then it's also about knowing when to simplify and when to let go and, or just, you know, knowing how to take incremental steps in the right direction. And that's, that's where I'm at is I'm not necessarily putting everything on Hold 100% all of the things that I want to do. That's why I still have my podcast and I still do these calls. I still have my life coaching, but I've decided how many hours a week I'm going to spend that I'm willing to work on my business. And I've decided beforehand so that I can always keep my priorities in check. So, incremental steps in the right direction is one thing to always keep in mind because, like I said, it's not about just. Putting everything on hold and on the back burner because there's never enough time. You can be doing smaller things either every day or every week that is in the right direction, even if you're in a season of life where you're caretaking. Mimi, I know you're in that season right now, because even though we're like, it's not all exactly the same, I'm caretaking, I still have children, you're caretaking, you're taking care of your parents. So we all are in different seasons, but this is just a season for you, right? So it's not like you have to put everything on hold right now, but how can you find ways to still do some of the things, little tiny things every single day that are in the right direction towards what you're wanting to do in your life? All right. Another one of my specialties is planning. (laughs) Many of you probably know that because I post some things about it on Facebook, but The first step to organization is having a plan. I spend a lot of time teaching time management and one of my favorite tools is Google Calendar, but it's really just about a calendar. Google Calendar is just the the tool that I use. So think of your calendar as a brain extender. Instead of trying to keep track of so many things in that head of yours, let's utilize our amazing technology and take some of the load off your brain. It will seriously free up so much of your mental and physical energy. Also, it helps you stay focused and avoid procrastination. I have 11 steps that I teach, but tonight I'm going to share the two most fundamental steps. Step number one, make a list. It's really just about getting it all out onto paper. So it doesn't have to necessarily be like the to-do list. It could just be like whatever is bogging you up in your head? What is, what's like feeling so overwhelming? It could be like a one word list. It could be just like writing anything you want. Just pull out a blank piece of paper and just get it all out down on paper. It could be in the form of a list or just could be like things all over the paper. It doesn't have to have any order or organization yet because this is just step number one. And then, you know, one of the best remedies for overwhelm is doing this, like getting it all out onto paper. That way you can really take a look at it with your eyes and instead of it all floating around in your head and then causing all this anxiety in your body. And so it really is, ah, it feels like such a relief just to do step number one, getting it onto paper. Step number two, plan them into your calendar. So Let me explain this a little bit. The big projects can be broken up into even smaller steps. So if it's like your garage, you don't just say like, okay, I got to clean my garage. But what if like, if the garage is like the biggest thing right now that's overwhelming you, then let's just focus on the garage for a little while. And let's make one whole list just on the garage. Like see how many little tiny baby steps you can break it into. And then it will seem a lot less overwhelming because then you can start being like, okay, first step. you know, for me, I actually, anytime I do every summer, I go through the garage and I do a little decluttering and kind of an overhaul in the garage because it's hard to keep up on it throughout the year when we got sports and all kinds of things that end up in the garage. So what I do is I, I do, I divide it into like walls. So I'm like, okay, this day I'm going to do this wall or I set aside one hour a day or one hour a week. So you could do it by time or you can do it by sections or you can do it by tasks, you know, so you just have to decide, like, what is what is um, the smallest way that you can break up this big, huge project? So and then also when it comes to the things that are overwhelming you, maybe you're struggling in a relationship right now or struggling with your health or struggling to pay your bills, these two can be something that goes into your calendar. Just like we talked about last month, it's about seeing our problems as opportunities to create. So you can schedule into your calendar time to just brainstorm, you know, coming up with creative solutions to your problems. Start asking yourself the questions. What's the most essential thing for me to do today or this week or this month? Any kind of forward movement is the best remedy for overwhelm and stress. So if there's a project that you keep saying, oh, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. You are seriously like just holding on to cortisol in your body because you're not making any, you're not relieving any of it. So if you can break up that big project into little tiny baby steps and do one one of them a day or a week, you'll notice just this uh, sense of calm because you're you're just taking steps in the right direction and you feel more it's it is like taking a medicine you know a natural medicine that's healthy for you and it just it's calming it's soothing because you're taking you're doing that forward movement so just know that that is the best remedy for stress and overwhelm is forward movement be sure that you're doing something every single day or week that is moving forward so maybe the next step for your highest good looks like taking some things off your plate or applying for a new job, setting boundaries, canceling subscriptions, working more hours or working less hours, going to the gym, smashing your scale. (laughs) Sean smashed our scale like a year ago. So none of us in our house know how much we weigh. And it's actually been very freeing. So if it's, it's, you know, when you think about things like that, that what is stressing you out? Is it your weight? that you, the number on the scale that you're constantly obsessively looking at every single day, there are things like that in your daily life that are just causing you to not feel good. It's stressing you out. Every time you see that number on the scale, what do you do? What do you think? And how does that, how does it making you feel? And then what do you do afterwards? Sometimes we end up going to snack because we're feeling defeated. I know that that was the case for me when I was trying to lose the baby weight it was this cycle, uh, I was like tormenting myself because I was so impatient about losing the baby weight and I was nursing, so it's like, I, I just knew that I should be keeping the weight on. There's a part of me is like, "Well, I need to be keeping the weight on so I can produce the milk and all of that." But then the other part's like, "No, you got to hurry and lose all the baby weight." So, I was just constantly fighting with myself like, "What's more important?" And I just remember like, "Well, I just want to um eat really healthy for one day and then all the baby weight's gone the next morning when I step on the scale and I'm going like, "Yay, I did it." <laughs> you know. So, I ended up in this cycle of being feeling defeated every single day because the The number wasn't dropping. And I always ended up snacking or eating really poorly the next day because n- the number on the scale didn't change. So just notice what these things do to your mind and how it's hindering you from making progress. Let's start with an example when it comes to your mind. Just like cleaning out a drawer, you first need to empty it out, right? That's like the best way to do it. You take that junk drawer, you dump it out. You don't just start trying to sift through it in the drawer, like get it out, dump it out of the drawer. And when it comes to your mind, this would be the form of dumping what's in your head onto paper. You dump it out, put it onto paper. So that's how it applies to the, the mind. Whatever's, or Whatever is all that clutter and chaos going on in your mind, you put it onto paper or even working with a therapist or a coach and it's we just call it we call it a brain dump you know you just got to dump it out see what's in there and that way you just know what you're working with and now now we can begin to sift sort and simplify it's a process but it's definitely a process that reaps incredible rewards so even though we have these big uh it feels overwhelming when you think about the big project that you need to organized in your home, or you're feeling overwhelmed by some of the mental clutter that you don't feel is something that can easily be worked through. But it's because it can't like just know that it's going to be a process. And if you understand it's going to be a process, then you can relax a little bit more and just think, okay, it's just going to be a process. I'm not expecting a miracle and night and day results. Like it's just going to be a process and just settle into that when you're looking at all the things, like imagine you're looking at the stuff that you've dumped out of the drawer. What things do you want to get rid of from that pile? So you got a pile of stuff. What things do you want to get rid of? And also be constantly thinking of how this applies to the mind as well, because it's it all goes together. What things do you want to get rid of? What is no longer serving you? What in there is just absolute garbage? Because I know there's these drawers, I don't know how, but they end up with garbage, like gum wrappers and <laughs> Yeah. So there's like actual garbage in these drawers. It's funny when you start looking through it and you're like, how how come this is there's garbage in this drawer? Like this is never meant to be held onto for any reason. (laughs) So, and then, you know, what are all the I might need this someday things? We all have those, right? That's a really hard one. And that was really, really hard with our move over the summer. And that's why we ended up accumulating so many things because there was always this thought that, well, what if. I might need this someday. And so then that's what keeps us holding on to things. And we're going to talk about that a little bit at the end because Brent, thank you so much. You are willing to be one of our volunteers and Alicia, you guys are both here. Thank you. We're going to talk about some of the projects that you guys are feeling overwhelmed with right now. We do a little coaching on that and I'm sure all of us can relate in some ways. So this is something that we're going to talk about is the, I might need this someday stack of things because I definitely Know that feeling, and I'm, we're going to we're going to do some coaching around that. So um, now we just got to be extremely selective when we start putting the things back into the drawer. And then when you kind of when you think about it in terms of your memories, so let's say we're working on decluttering these memories um, and organizing them, it, or the past trauma. So it's good to, of course, work with a therapist to get it all out. And then the next step would be to rewrite the story from victim to victor. If you were the hero in this movie, imagine you're, you're, you get to make a movie about your life and you get to be the director and the writer and all of it. And you get to decide, um, that you are the hero in this movie. How would you want to tell that story? Would this story be one of resilience or regrets? Next thing I wanna talk about is minimalism. Oh my gosh, I love looking at pictures of like minimalistic homes on Pinterest. It's one of my favorite like calming things to do. (laughs) So as we begin simplifying our minds by clearing out the mental clutter, we begin to see how freeing it feels. Who was that? Allie just sent me a message earlier today saying how her and her husband cleaned out, I think it was their bedroom. And she just, they got rid of piles and piles of stuff. And she's just like describing how good that feels to walk into her room now. And just, she didn't even realize she had so much junk in there that they didn't even realize it was piles and piles of stuff that were, they, once they started going through it, they're like, oh, we don't even need this. And now to just walk into her bedroom and feel so light and free, it is amazing what it does for our physical, mental, overall well-being. So. The thing is that your desire for a clean, clutter free home needs to exceed the desire to hold on to these things. You can really fan the flame of the desire to get rid of this stuff by regularly reminding yourself of what you ultimately want. And for me, you know, even looking at the pictures on Pinterest of minimalistic homes, it really does inspire me and it keeps me focused on what my goal is. And slowly I've been working toward a more minimalist style in my home. Plants, cats, and crystals is the theme. (laughs) They represent life. And I think getting back to nature is the most simple way to enjoy a healthy and fulfilling life. We really have the tendency to always be seeking unhealthy dopamine through entertainment, and possessions rather than the healthy dopamine through nature. The reason why I love nature so much is because it's free, it's always available, and it's one of the best things you can do for your mental and physical well being. So, the difference between healthy and unhealthy dopamine is in the extremes. Too much of anything can turn something positive into a negative. And that's why I really love the 11 day ER shred. It's such a powerful way to reset your dopamine levels. Don't you think? Like, that's why I feel like it's not all all about the physical results that we're experiencing. We are realizing, wow, like something's really happening mentally for me. And it's because you are getting, it's like, you're going off of all of the things that you were overindulging in. ER shred is the way to get your dopamine threshold back to a healthy baseline so that you no longer need those extremes in order to stimulate dopamine in the brain. A few ways to organize your mind and your home is through what I call the three R's, rituals, routines, and repetition. Rituals reminds you to enjoy the present moment. I like to say, make the mundane a little less plain with music, dancing, candles, or color. In January, I started like New Year's Eve, I had, I started this new ritual and I did my first, I don't know if any of you've heard of a cacao ceremonies. Just look it up on YouTube. It's, it's a simple, like just a ritual, like simple thing you can do by um, drinking like raw, natural organic cacao, making it a yummy warm drink and turning it into a nice ritual where you're just imagining your heart opening up. And uh, so I, Ever since doing that on New Year's Eve to set my intentions and set goals together with Sean for 2023, I decided, oh, I love this so much. I want to make this a weekly ritual. So I started doing this every Sunday morning as I set my intentions for the week and I plan and spend a little time mentally rehearsing how my upcoming week is going to go. I really like to spend time doing that. And I think that is so powerful when you can spend time mentally rehearsing the things that you're wanting to get done, like watching yourself do it in your mind. Um, I do this a lot because it really has such a powerful effect on how my week goes when I spend a little time mentally rehearsing how the, how I want it to go. It doesn't always go the way I mentally rehearse it. So you got to be prepared for that, but it really does feel like things go a lot More smoothly, and I do get a lot of the things accomplished that I set out to for the week. Okay, so then, of course, I've got my morning routine, my workout routine, bedtime routine. I have lots of other daily, weekly, and monthly routines, but those are the main ones that I focus on. Um, And repetition is what creates real progress. How do we eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) How do we organize your home? One room at a time. And how do we organize our mind? One belief at a time. So this month, I challenge you all to make a list of all the things internally and externally that are bogging up your mind and your life. Then create simple, actionable steps and put them into your calendar. Then commit to it. You got to commit to it. Make it part of your daily routines and rituals. Okay, before we end, I wanted to talk, to quickly talk about how to avoid burnout. Because of course, you know, we get so excited and we want to like, we take on a lot when we are ready to take on these big projects. And then sometimes we don't end up finishing the project because we burn out. So let's talk a little bit about that real quickly. Uh, ways to avoid burnout is to delegate and create systems. So the in order to prevent burnout when building your business, let's say we're let's talk about your, you know, building a business or um like taking on the big tasks like your garage. You got to be okay with maybe doing a little less and or delegating. I like to say Remove stress and desperation from the equation. Make sure you're enjoying life now, not waiting to get out of debt first or make a certain amount of money or have a perfectly clean home. Can you find a way to make it fun and enjoyable in the pursuit? Like every single day working on this project or decluttering and organizing, can you find ways to make it fun every single day? Not just Once I get it all done, then I can finally relax and enjoy my life. Let's try to get out of that mindset where we think that we need to get there before we can relax and feel good and happy and peaceful. Like I said, we when we take on those new projects or goals, we start out really strong and excited, and we often don't know how to pace ourselves because we are thinking more about the goal and less about the small daily tasks, and we're we're working from desperation rather than inspiration. Back when I was 20, I ran a marathon. It was my first and my last. <laughs> that was all I needed. I just really needed to have some kind of evidence. It's really the reason why I did it, is as I needed some evidence for myself that I was capable of doing hard things. It was when I was first starting to branch out like, "Wait, am I can I do this? Am I good at things? Am I smart? Like, can I? Am I powerful?" So I had to like push myself and that was my first thing that I did to And it was like so powerful because I was like, oh my gosh, I can do hard things. And then it kind of, that was my lead domino. I call that my lead domino. And, uh, but yeah, what I did was, uh, I, I paced myself for the first 20 miles and I would allow others to pass me without worrying. But then the last six miles is when I really gave it my all. And it's funny because as i'm doing the last 6 miles i'm passing all these people that are like on the side puking and not feeling great or like their legs are cramping up and they're kind of limping <laughs> their way the rest of the way so i think that the that was just a cool experience for me because that i can draw upon now when i look at other life situations like always pace yourself don't go too strong all up front learn how to pace yourself so that you don't so that you can avoid burnout with these projects. Another way to avoid burnout is holding others capable. Are you the kind of person that prefers doing everything on your own because either you're afraid to ask for help or you just think that you do a better job at it? (laughs) Nobody can do as good a job as you. Um, Let me share a little example really quickly. Uh, Recently, I was feeling really overwhelmed with my kids and like all the, the upkeep that I, I feel like I, all the, the load is on me to, you know, keep up with the laundry and picking up their shoes and just all the household chores that I've just been so used to doing all these years because they were always too young to help me. But I never really, you know, of course I asked them to do chores here and there. And they've I've always met with like lots of whining and complaining. So a lot of times I just don't ask them because I don't want to hear them whine and complain. And I just realized that I had created this myself because I wasn't taking the time to, um, I wasn't requiring them to do these things. I was just kind of, you know, doing it because out of convenience even though it was adding more stress and work on me like putting their shoes away like these are just the little things that I'm doing all day every day putting their shoes away because I don't want to be that person that's every single day hey put your shoes away hey put your shoes away and so I'm like battling with okay do I want to be the nagging mom or do I want to just have be peaceful you know (laughs) like I don't know so um, I was realizing how overwhelmed I was becoming with all of with the lack of my kids Help around the house. And I was getting really upset with them instead of realizing that I had created it by not teaching them, not requiring more of them. But, you know, in in business, we may be doing the same thing. This can really apply to your business and how you're operating. It's great to support your team, but make sure you're not burning yourself out in the process. How can you create duplicatable systems, number one? How can you empower others to show up, even if you're not there to hold their hand? Because, you know, sometimes as mothers and leaders in business, we take on too much, which ultimately is what causes burnout. So I conditioned my kids to rely too much on me cleaning up after them, making all their meals. You know, they're capable of learning how to, you know, making some of their meals. And I just have not required it of them or even taught them how. So I'm going through this phase of, oh my gosh, I need to make some changes here. And th- that's where my overwhelm has been coming from lately. So I, I was the one that conditioned my kids to rely on me to remember everything for them. Like their to-do, their own to-do list and do everything that they needed to get done. It was on on me to remind them and to, you know, put everything away for them. One thing I noticed, which is totally comparable in business, is that when I'm not on top of things and I'm off or I'm just off physically, which we all go through that, or just we just need a break from everything. My kids just all stop. You know, they stop doing the things that they are supposed to be doing. If I'm not constantly telling them to put their shoes away or do their homework or clean up after themselves, they just won't do it. <laughs> so I've realized that I've got to figure out a way to inspire them to keep picking up after themselves, even when I'm not there to tell them what to do. Okay. So this, repli- this relates to business too. Uh, the question is how can we Do the same in our business? How can we create teams that take initiative, that become leaders in the sense that they no longer need someone to motivate them to do the things that they need to do? Do you sometimes feel like you're the one that has to constantly be motivating them? Well, I think that that's going to cause burnout in the long term if you can't figure out how to find, uh, help people find that motivation from within rather than you being that one to be like, okay, now you got to do this, now you got to do this. So, my oldest daughter, more recently, has finally started making her bed. And I stopped asking her to do it years ago. I just gave up on that. and she's she's keeping her room clean too, which that's also new. <laughs> but guess what I think happened because it just happened without me realizing the how. I'm like, whoa, what what happened here? <laughs> but when I think about it a little bit, you know, maybe it's just she got to an age where she decided to do it. But I also think that our examples as parents eventually will pay off. So maybe it's just our example is enough. And I think another thing that we did was we stopped, we stopped harping on her about it all the time. We stopped treating her like a child that, you know, that she needs to be told what to do all the time. And we just kind of were like, okay, she's going to, you know, she's going to have to learn how to be more independent. So let's try to give her some independence. And um, so I just, we stopped focusing so much on well, me, I stopped focusing so much on like trying to get her to make her bed and all these things. And, but I I just focused on leading by example. My bed is always made, my room's always clean, my bathroom counters are always cleaned off. And I would, you know, when we're out and about, you know, on hikes or walks together, we just have friendly conversations. And I would just talk to her um, indirectly about why I you know, do the way things, the way I do, why, how I'm organized uh, or how I like to be organized and what my goals and routines are. And I, and how I like to manage my time and why I do the things the way I do them. And it was just really an indirect way of teaching. So I thought it was really cool. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I I think uh, we learn a lot as we go, right. As parents, we're always like, well, she's our first, she's our oldest. So We're always telling her, sorry, like we're doing things a lot differently with the younger ones, I know, but you were like our guinea pig. We didn't know what we were doing. So (laughs) you have to take the brunt end of it all, of all of our mistakes. So what are the fundamentals? We need to inspire them. I'm talking about kids and our business partners. Inspire them to be leaders, take initiative, delegate, hold them capable, don't micromanage, let them do it their way and just believe in them so that is my message for tonight I hope you guys have some good takeaways also if you did not get the workbook let me know because I sent it out in an email it's a workbook that I created to go along with this month's topic. I've been trying to make a little workbook for all of you guys to help you really apply what we're learning on these monthly calls. I don't want it to just be something that goes in one ear and out the other. I really hope that you are able to make progress each month as we focus on different topics and as you work through the workbook that i provided for you guys. All right. So we got about 15 more minutes. Brent, thank you so much for being willing to be coached tonight. Do you want to come on live with us now and we can talk a little bit about your situation what what's stressing you out right now or what project you're hoping to tackle this month hey
1: thanks for having us on yeah um so uh what i hope to tackle this month possibly into the next month uh is just a garage project that I've been um, I've been trying to wrap my head around how to tackle it uh, and uh, kind of keep it organized and uh, try to make the best use out of our garage. And, uh, uh, let me tell you, it's been stressful uh, yeah. since since the day we moved in, it's been kind of like, uh,
0: a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you were saying how you you're trying to decide if you want to turn the garage into a, an additional living space, but that's bothering you because you really need place to a place to be creative and use your tools and all of that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, it was uh, an idea of my wife's. Uh, to um, uh, try and bring in some more income to our family. And we were, uh, she had the idea of turning that area into a living space and, uh, you know, taking everything out, of course, uh, because obviously we wouldn't be able to use it at that point and Mm -hmm. um, moving uh, my things to say a shed in our backyard building a shed and uh um me moving my stuff back there like whatever I wanted to keep you know liquidating my things down uh, uh but you know I I just I didn't completely agree with that you know I haven't completely agreed on it or said yeah let's do it because you know of the way our. Uh, I guess our property is designed I can't easily get. Uh, my things say into a a shed that still doesn't exist it's into mm-hmm. our backyard, so. um.
0: So the things that you, so all of your, it's tools, right? And things tools, that you. And
1: bicycles, motorcycles. Okay.
2: Uh, things that we have accumulated over the years, like you were saying on your, um, on your presentation. And, you know, I didn't really realize that these things mean so much to him until I read his post. Um, to me, it's like what you were referring with your kids, uh that you have been talking to them about the importance about the habits, cleaning, being organized, and all of that. So, I think I am at a point in my life that I tend not to hold on to things anymore. Mm-hmm. and it's it, it was a hard process. and uh, but. I learned like, okay, you serve me, you gave me a purpose, you fulfill my life for this amount of time, and it's time to let you go to someone else that might appreciate you, might use you, and things like that. So now with the project with the garage, I did bring it up to brand so that way we can bring more income, but I wasn't really aware of the meaning of actually having that space for him. So now it's like thinking, okay, how can we make the space more manageable in a way that he can really enjoy it? Because to be honest with you, um, I enjoy the fact that he enjoys having a space for himself that he can be creative, that he can enjoy himself because life is not only about working and making money. It's about enjoying it through the process. Yeah. So um, with him, it's like, okay, if the living space doesn't happen, then my heart is not gonna be broken because of it. Um, I will wish that this space will be utilized in a very effective way. Mm, okay. So we're we're just down
0: like down to that. Okay, good. Well, that's good. That's uh, more that clarifying because knowing that you guys have kind of come to this conclusion that okay, together you realize. Well, that's great, uh, Alicia. That you have recognized that this is actually really meaningful and and important for his well-being because. Uh, to have this space, something that he can spend time in, in creativity, which I am all for, you know, trust me, I talk about this a lot creativity is so important and it's good to have that outlet. So I love that you've recognized that for him. So wonderful. And, and realizing that that could even be even more important than the additional income. You know, if you guys are okay financially for the time being, um, you know, maybe not, exceeding what you would like, but you're you're managing right now and it's not essential for you to have that additional living space for additional income, you guys are okay with that, then that's awesome. And you've come to that realization that having a creative um, space for Brent is important for both of you. Like you said, like of course you want him to feel good and having that air, uh, space and that outlet because it's, it's you guys are, you know, you're married, you're in a relationship. And I like to say that we're one in a sense that, you know, we do care for the other's well-being. And it's important for us both to be feeling well in a relationship. So I love that you've recognized that. Now it's about figuring out where to start in order to make this a space that Brent can really be utilizing as a creative, for that creative outlet. And like I talked about, Uh, creativity does need organization in order to fully embrace that creative energy. Because when we have too much clutter and chaos, it really does shut down that flow of creative energy. So yes, we got the space. That's awesome. Now it's about figuring out how to sort through and sift through some of the things that you've accumulated over years, right? And now, and is that the hard part where you just don't know what things to get rid of, or it's just such a big project, you're having a hard time getting started?
1: I would say kind of both. um, Because, you know, I just have uh, lots of things that I've accumulated, um, you know, things from my, my past uh, uh, family business I have in there um just some equipment that you know I was hoping to maybe use or I didn't know what I was gonna do with it. Um and just you know certain things I've accumulated since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I was hoping my my son would play with, you know, like old my old toys and things Mm -hmm. I got prepared for him. Uh but you know he just I realized he wasn't into them so Mm. yeah (laughs) okay I came to realize that those are some things I can uh, get rid of away or get rid of yeah
0: yeah good okay so um I think let me give you a few like practical tips to start with and then I would just want to talk a little bit about the struggle that we have in the attachment that we find ourselves having with certain things like you're just talking about. So let me just suggest we just have about five more minutes. So I want to suggest a few practical um, tips. And then we can talk a little bit about the mindset piece. So I would say that um, to first, like I said, make that list of everything about the garage, uh, you know, It could be like a section of, you know, make lines on the paper. And one section is what is this garage? What do I hope this garage can be for me? Getting really clear on the specific uh, use that you're hoping to get out of this space. Not, Not necessarily for the things that maybe one day I might like to try that or I might get to that or I might find a use for that. Like get specific on what is it that I want to create in here? get as specific as possible and then um make a section of all the to-dos the things that you think that you could get started on doing like it doesn't have to be in order just what are some ideas jot them down like what could i start with like maybe just going through and finding all the garbage maybe moving everything off of one wall that's something that i really like to do instead of because it's such a big space you can't necessarily pull everything out of the garage like i said about the junk drawer like it's best to just clear everything out first, have a clean blank slate, but with the garage, it's a little bit harder because you can't take everything out onto your um, yard, you know, (laughs) has to stay covered. So do the best you can by breaking it up into sections, pull everything off of one wall. See if you can just find one clear section to start and clean it really good. I love to sweep and wipe and clean everything sparkly clean because then it just like opens your mind up to seeing what is this wall going to be? What do I want this to be here? What shelves, what tables, what tools, big tools do I want to go here? And getting clear on what that section is going to be. And then, you know, going from there, then you can work around the rest of the garage. But then the other thing would be down at the bottom of the paper, making a list of what, um, of things in there that you know uh that you don't really know what you're going to do with yet like it's you know the i i might need this one day or i might find use for this one day see if you can like create a list you'll find more as you go through it but if you can think of things off the top of your head it'll really start like getting your mind focused on okay what are those things that i think i might get to one day and then let's talk about a little bit about the mindset there cuz i think this is going to require the most like coaxing and about the stuff, you know, like, like I said, we can totally relate. And Sean can relate so much to you, Brent, like he just really like, he's, it's certain tools or certain things that are, you know, are valuable. And he just does not want to get rid of him. And so I was actually talking to him the other day. I'm like, can you help me? Because I know you can really relate to Brent's situation. And I'm going to do some coaching with Brent. So tell me, from your perspective, because he can relate more to how you feel than, than I can. Cause I've been, um, you know, cause we all have different backgrounds too. And I think for me, we were moving every six months growing up. So I was like, I grew up having to get rid of things and keeping things really simple. So it was, it's something that comes a little more natural to me just because of my upbringing so, but Sean definitely knows how you feel. And so what he was saying is, because based on his own experience over the summer, having to get rid of so much, we had a whole two car garage that there were no cars parked in that garage. And it was full of all of his things that were good, good tools, good everything, you know, it wasn't like junk, but he just, they were valuable things. And, uh, but the, a lot of them were things that he never Really got around to using, and they were in there for 10, 15 years without ever getting used. And so, as that was like a huge uh, wake up for us, like, oh my gosh, like some of these things we just have held on to and have never once used it. So, it, by seeing that, that we had kept things for 15 years, 10, 15 years without ever using them once, it was like a huge uh, realization for us. And we've been able to use that. It, now, living in this home and being a lot more deliberate about the things that we choose to hold on to. and so Sean was saying that his best advice would be, as far as practical advice, is, um, can you just uh, can you sell it and can you rebuy that down the road? Can you buy it so used down the road if you need it? You know like that's one thing that we've got really good at is just get rid of it if we haven't used it within the last year. We're going to commit to getting rid of it. And if I if I ever need it down the road, it's really about adapting that abundance mentality. And that's where the mindset, you know, this is something that you've got to work on every single day and it can be something that goes into your calendar. Like, okay, every day I'm going to work on my abundance mentality, knowing that anything that I need, I'm going to trust that I will be able to get it. So that way you can feel a lot better about letting go of some of these things that you don't necessarily have the space for right now. And because you want to be able to use the space for your creative outlet. And if it's piled with stuff and you can't even get to like a counter space or anything, then, you know, well, then this is not serving its purpose, which is for me to actually create. So, you know, that your desire to create outweighs your desire to have all these things. So and it's still going to be hard and challenging. I know it's not an easy thing to do, but just looking at those things more from an abundance perspective, like, okay, I haven't used this within the last year or even five years. I'm sure you got some of the things in there too, that because we did, we had a lot of things for over, you know, years that we hadn't used it. And so if they, they haven't been used in a while, can you just get to a space of letting go of it, knowing that if you do, need it again, or need it one day, and you find use for it. And then you're like, crap, I don't have it. Oh, I shouldn't have got rid of it. Just know that you will find it again, either used or somebody else might be getting rid of it, or just like learning to trust in that um in the universe to provide those things that you need. If you happen to need them down the road. That's one of my, um those are just some things that I thought of when I thought of your situation and based on how much we can relate to that because of our experience over the summer but it's I I could go into a lot more things too and unfortunately we're out of time but I think you um I love that you two have already decided together that this is an important space for Brent and so you're in agreement there so at least you don't have to try to um come together in a decision like that's like that's like the first step and that's probably the hardest you know in a relationship you have just different opinions or different needs and wants and then trying to come together that can actually be the most challenging part of the whole thing so I'm glad that you guys have already got that out of the way you realize it's important now it's about making this space a space that Brent can truly create
2: to be honest with you like um I know I, I like put it out there for him. You know, we can use the space like um, not for storage, but for something that will serve a better purpose for our situation. And I, I actually tackled the garage before and I took everything out, everything. And it was just laying on the yard. But at the time when I did it, he wasn't ready for it. Mm. So I got rid of some of my things, which was hard to do because I'm I'm a teacher and teachers collect a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking about selling it. And then I said, you know what? No, because if I sell it, it's still going to be there. I'm going to call a friend who has a daycare and I'm going to ask her, do you want the things? And if they don't, if she doesn't want them, then... Unfortunately, they're gonna go like to the trash or a donation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did it. And it was hard because I had a lot of stuff, valuable stuff. But I felt good about letting go because now I had more space. But I have been telling brand, it doesn't have to take you a day. You can take like five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. And um like increment the time that you're going to be doing it and Mm -hmm. I feel that if you foresee what you want to do with that space Mm -hmm. it's going to create that motivation and that like uh, energy for you to just tackle it and get it done like you were saying uh, before it's it's something that you have in the back of your mind that you have to do it you have to do it and I instill that on my son and also on myself, when I don't like to do something that I don't like to do, I kind of try to change my mindset, like, you got to do it anyway. And you have to kind of find a way to like what you don't like to do. So mm-hmm. that way, you can enjoy it in the process, although you might not enjoy it. I don't know if it makes sense. Oh, you
0: you make sense. Yes. To trick
2: your brain yes. in order for you to just do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I am willing to let go of that idea of like, you know, making that space into an income for us, if he's willing to actually do it and tackle it, Mm -hmm. you know, because I constantly telling him, if if we make decisions, we make it in a way that they're going to contribute to our lives, not to cause more problems.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so good. So good. I love all of that. And, and I think that if you also can just, um, when it comes to just doing it and getting started, like you said, just five minutes a day, like if you can just start with five minutes a day, and you will start to get built up the momentum and you'll start to, it will be easier and easier. You'll be like, okay, now I'm going to start with doing 10 minutes a day. And it's really about setting that daily habit and making it something that you can actually do. Like you can do five minutes. So start small and that's okay because that's going to build, slowly build the momentum, the motivation that you need to get to it. And I know that so many people can you relate, Brent. So thank you so much for being willing to volunteer and to talk about what you're going through. Cause I know we all have those areas in our lives where we just can't get started on it, but I just think that was so great. Alicia, thank you about, you know, just five minutes a day. That's all you need to get started. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being on. This has been so much fun. I love this topic. And again, next month, the topic is going to be on healing your body. And I am looking forward to talking about that because it's definitely been my main focus the past month, um, really wanting to heal my body in all different ways, not just from my diet. You are all like on the same page as me when it comes to our, our meals and our protocol when it comes to the food that we consume. But I want to talk about our, our healing, our bodies, um, beyond just what we consume. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. So thank you again for joining me here live on Zoom. And for those of you who are watching on Facebook, I appreciate you guys and I'll see you again next month.
1: Thanks for having us. Good night. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Bye.